Morning, so we're discussing yesterday, we're still in the middle of the story with the mice, with the Chacham and the Tam. We're discussing yesterday that the Chacham now comes into the, into the village of the Tam. And we discussed yesterday all the Babulim that, that the, can be created for the Tam. But the Chacham comes into the place of the Tam. And the Chacham is looking for a place to live. He doesn't have anywhere to live because the house that his father had left in Yerusha, he got rid of. Right? We spoke yesterday about he cut off ties with his Messiah, cut off ties with everything that he had from before. He decided he wants to run far away. He wants to create something new. And because of that, when he came back home at the end of the day, he didn't have anywhere to live. The house is overrun. The house, there's graffiti in the house. There's no place to live. And Mimela, he's going from hotel to hotel. And as, the, as is the derech of the Tam, the Tam, as the derech of the Chacham, the Chacham ends up being miserable. Because every hotel that he goes to, he says, that this is a nice hotel, but this is for the schleppers, this is a nice hotel. For the people in the village, this is nice. But for me, where I live, where I'm used to, with the places that I've been around the world, this is not compared to anything. This is nothing. And Mimela, he looks at everything with a critical eye. And the Chacham ends up being totally miserable. And we said yesterday, I think we ended off yesterday, is that the, the Tam comes back into the Chacham's house. The Tom comes to his hotel, he's constantly visiting him. The Tom is, you know, running and constantly schmoozing with him and he always walks in. It's like, again, this is the contrast that takes place. The Chacham's sitting in the Waldorf and he's in the presidential suite in the Waldorf of that village. Like he's in the greatest and nicest hotel that he could be in. And he has everything and he has nothing. And the Tom walks in with his little tattered raincoat and he comes in and he has, and you can see right away when the Tom walks in, he has a simcha. He's happy, he feels fulfilled. He doesn't need anybody else's, uh, anybody else's validation. He has everything he needs and, and the, it bothers the Chacham. We spoke about this a few days ago. What really bothers the Chacham more than anything else is the happiness of the Tam. Right? The Chacham would be fine on his own if he was miserable by himself, but, but misery loves company. When misery sees that, that, when the Chacham sees that the Tom is so happy and he doesn't have the hotel and he doesn't have the money that he has, he doesn't have the degrees that he has, he can't speak as many languages as him, he's not involved in as many businesses, and still that he's happier than him, that's what really drives the Chacham crazy. And again, there's this conversation taking place. The Tom's coming to the Chacham saying, New, how's it going? And he's like, It's terrible. And he's like, What's so bad? He's like, Well, they, you know, I asked, I ordered a sunny side up and they gave me instead, instead of a sunny side they give me a poached egg. Terrible, it was a terrible hotel, right? Again, this is the Khan. The Tom's like, you have eggs? He's like, I don't have eggs in my house. Like, we have bread, we have bread and water. You have eggs and you're complaining that it's sunny set up and poached and it's not, like you're silly. But again, this is the Chacham. The Chacham has everything, but he's miserable because he's too smart to be happy. He's too smart to be happy. He finds issues with everything that takes place. And Mamele, he's going to Achsenoy, he's going from hotel to hotel and he ends up miserable. Vatam, he says, he ruts Pam. he comes Bahava Basimcha. He sees that he has issues. He says, come to live in my house and I'll give you everything. You can live in my house. You can live as, it will be my house, it's your house. You can live there and it'll be happy. And the Chacham's Maskim, right? Which is a big Chiddush. Again, this is sort of like the Chacham allowing the Tam to come into the, into the carriage that we spoke about two days ago. There's a Chiddush that the Chacham's a little bit being Maker that maybe there's something here that I don't have. If this guy has the ultimate happiness, if this guy's so happy and he lives in a broken down shed, maybe there's something that I want to get. And the Chacham says, I'm willing to live in your house because if you have happiness, I'd rather happiness. And, and, and it's like I like this. A person, a person you know, can, go, can go on vacation somewhere. Or you, can go, you can go to Eretz Yisrael. It's probably a good example. He's talking about going to Eretz Yisrael. So you go to Eretz Yisrael and you can stay you know, in a proper nice hotel and you can stay somewhere nice. But sometimes there's a certain geschmack in going to someone's house that you know it's, it's a house which is full of happiness. It's a house which has the avoid of the tam. They're happy, they're geschmack. Maybe the bed's not as good as if you'd get in a hotel. Maybe the food's not as good. But you want to be around an atmosphere where people are happy. You want to be around the atmosphere where people are, they feel good about themselves. People don't, aren't looking constantly for outside validation. You'd rather that than the nice hotel. The Chacham chaps that. The Chacham chaps that as nice as the hotel is, it's not giving me what I could have if I just go to stay with my friend at Tom. And therefore the Chacham says, I'm willing to stay with the Tom. But what happens is, he comes there, he stands there. Again, this is not the end of the story. The Chacham ends up being... 
full of Yisurim. What's the main issue? What's the core of the issue why the, why the Chacham is miserable? And this is Mamash, so crucial for us to understand. What's the issue? Why does he have so many Yisurim? He doesn't have so many Yisurim. He has everything that he needs right now. He has issues because he has a name. He has a certain, he's a doctor. He's a Chacham Muflag, Uman, He's a tremendous craftsman. He knows how to cut diamonds. He knows how to refine gold. He's somebody who speaks Latin. He's somebody who's very hush, who's traveled the world. He's a world traveler. He's somebody who's very educated in the ways of the world. And Mamela, because because he created a name for himself, because he decided who he is, he ends up being miserable. Right? And, and uh, there's two nakudas of this. We'll discuss one today, maybe one tomorrow. One nakuda of this is, is that a person's meniach shame, a person decides who they are, and memelo, they're unable to actually change, to, to, to change, to, to hear something else. The Chacham is living in the house of the Tam. All he needs to do is start to have open conversations with the Tam and ask him, how are you happy? What's your secret to happiness? Why won't the Chacham do that? Why is the Chacham living in the house that he's still mole yisurim? Kiniach shame. Because he has a shame. This is who I am. I am a chacha muflug v'umam v'dakter gadamai. This is who I am. This is my reality. Right? So, so often, the reason why we're miserable and the reason why we aren't happy is because we create a certain reality for ourselves and we get stuck in that reality that we made. The reality is not the truth. The chacham doesn't have to be stuck in that world where he's a chacha muflug v'umam v'dakter gadamai. He can sit down and say, okay, now I'm in the house of the Tam. I want to learn the secrets of the Tam. But the Chacham says, I don't want that. That's not, that's not my minig, right? We said last, we said a few days ago that the, the Tam's minig was to be besimcha. That was Rabbi Nachman's Lashen. His minig, was, his minig was to be besimcha. The Chacham says, it's not my minig. I, you'll be happier? Yeah, but that's not my Messira. Right? Sometimes you try to tell somebody something and you try to explain them to something and you tell them, you know, this is, this is going to bring you. That's not my Messira. I'm not interested. What, is your Messira making you happy? Is what you're involved in making you happy? Is, or, do you have what the Tom has? Or are you miserable? No, but this is my reality. My Messira is, I remember I was listening to Shir recently once. He said, like, you know, my Messira is that, you know, my father screamed at his kids and I scream at my kids and my kids will scream at their kids. This is the Messira. Messira is that we have anger in our house. That's our Messira. What? Why, don't, why, don't you, why can't you break the chain of anger and try to figure out how, no, this, I don't know, this is the way we do it. This is, a, you know, this is the way we do things. And obviously in Gashmias it's like that, that sometimes we'll create a reality for ourselves, which will be miserable in that reality, but we're too stuck up in that, and we're too stuck in that reality to be able to be willing to hear what the Thomas has to say to get out of that reality, which is so which is so harmful for us because we can gain so much by just saying, okay, I don't have to be stuck. This is not the me that's here right now at the age of 20, 30, 40, or 50, doesn't have to me doesn't have to be the me that's at 120. I can change, I can I can become somebody different. I don't have to be stuck in that reality. And it happens in Ruchnias also. A person can change in the world of Ruchnias, both in terms of a person having a Leah. Right, somebody told me recently, he said, uh, you know, he's talking about a certain person. He said that he's seen that this person shtayt a lot after he got married. And the guy told me, he said, he said, I didn't know that it was shaykh to flip out after you get married. I thought you only have like two years to flip out. Like you go to Eretz Yisrael, you have yeshiva over there, and those are your, if you don't flip out then, you're done. Whenever you get stuck in, when you come back from Eretz Yisrael, when you have BMG, you're stuck in that reality for the rest of your life. Your Shemana Esther is going to look the same. Your davening is going to look the same. Your learning is going to look the same. Your but everything, this is your reality. If, if you, when you flipped out, when you're in Eretz Yisrael and you put on a black hat, then you grabbed, you grabbed hold of those, that golden opportunity, then maybe, maybe the rest of your life. But if it didn't happen then, it's never gonna happen. This guy was blown away that he saw a guy who was married and, and when he was married, he was one person and then he really steiged and really, quote unquote, flipped out. It really changed when he got married and he said, it's amazing. He said, it gave me, he gave this, the guy was saying, it gave me so much chizik. I could become a new person even though I'm 35. And again, that's such a terrible thing that a person who's 35 thought that he's stuck in that reality for the rest of his life. 
right? Whether it's in Gashmis or Ruchnis, you're not stuck in any reality. The Chacham's miserable, Kiniach Shem, because this is my reality. And it also goes with what we're talking about with A person says, you know, my, my, what I learned from my Rebbeim is that I only learned Gemara. Okay, but maybe now it's time to move on to learning Halacha. Maybe now it's time to move on to a different Libra. Maybe now it's time to open up and learn a little more Ashkafa, a little more Hasidus, a little more Musr. Maybe now it's time to, to broaden your horizons and to be able to learn something else. But Kiniach Shem, I don't know, that's not my Mahalach. It's not my mahalach. It's not my misera. I'd rather be miserable with my quote unquote misera, miserable with my mahalach, than be open and willing to listen to something else. And therefore, the chacham's living in the house of the tam. He's living in the place where he could get the greatest secret of what it means to be happy. But okay, nech shame. I, I can't learn from you. I'm a chacham. I'm a doctor. I'm a, I'm a uman. I'm, I'm a chacham muflug ma'id. So I can't learn from the tam. It's not my misera. Your minig is to be happy. My minig is to be miserable. I'm sorry. We don't have the same in Hagen. I'm not interested in being involved in that bechlal. And I always say over on the first on the the uh, on Sukkis. We say this over on, on Sukkis and it says in so many has this, this uh, story with the car with the Baron Kalina. Such a, this is mamish like the chacham and the tam. There was Baron Kalina says that there was once a there was once a person who lived in a town. I think his name was Avram. And Avram lived in a town. Avram was very, very wealthy, very similar to the Chacham. He was very smart. He was wealthy. He had everything that he needed, except the only thing that he was missing was happiness. He didn't have any happiness, right? His minig was, he screamed at his wife and kids. His minig was, he was miserable. The food was never good enough. The maids never cleaned the clothing properly. The chef never cooked the food properly. The hotels that he went to were never good. The restaurants that he went to were never good. Nothing was ever good enough. He's a Chacham. He's miserable. He has everything, and he's totally miserable. And in the same town, there lived a Tom. The guy was, lived, the guy was a simple guy. A simple guy, a guy who didn't have anything. He lived in a rundown shack. He didn't have any chef. He didn't have a maid. He never had a, never had a cleaning lady. But this guy was the ultimate, ultimate simcha. He had the ultimate simcha. He was happy. He had nothing, but Imamish had everything. And the issue was, is that this Avram, the wealthy person, lived across the street from this guy, Chayam Aisha, right? And again, misery loves company. If there's anything worse than being, than being miserable by yourself, it's when you see somebody who has less than you who's happy. That drives people crazy. And like we said at the beginning of the story, that's why everybody in the town of Dotam said he's a Meshuggah, because it's so much easier to write somebody else who's happy off as being a Meshuggah than to actually recognize it. Even though he has less than Gashmias or Ruchnias, he's still happier than I am. It's so much easier to do that, say, the guy's a Meshuggah, right? So this guy, Chayam Aisha and Avram, lived across the street from each other, right? Which is somebody was. You know, there's somebody was saying recently that's like the, you know, the my love being a from Yid is you could live, mamish, we all live in the same town. We all live, you know, you can have people here that are millionaires and people that are poor and we're all, we're all, we're all send their kids to the same yeshivas, we're all live in the same blocks, the same area. So these two Yid ended up in the same shtat, they dove in the same shul and it made this guy from crazy, it made him crazy that this guy Chaim had nothing and was the happiest person, mamish the happiest person in town. So finally decided one year, but I'm sorry, I should be mocked him, the time, the time of the year that it was the worst for Avram was Sukkot. Because the rest of the year wasn't so bad. You shut the windows, you turn on sound machines, and you don't have to hear anything about Chaim Moshe, let him be happy, let him do what he wants with his family. I don't have to hear, my house we scream, my house we yell, my house we're miserable, let him be happy. He says, Sukkot, you can't do that. Sukkot, everyone's outside. And Sukkot, you can imagine what's going on in Sukkot. They have the Sukkot across the street from each other, and the streets are not very large streets. Nothing about highways, little streets in the shtetl. And Chaim Moshe is sitting on one, side of the, on one side of the thingy, doesn't have fish, doesn't have meat, they don't have expensive wine, but they're singing, the house is freilich, the whole sukkah is freilich. This is the ultimate level of Simcha Zman Simcha Seinu. And across the street, in, the, in another sukkah, gorgeous sukkah with AC in the sukkah, and they have wine, and they have a chef. They mamish have everything, hakol, bakol, mikol. They're miserable. They're all screaming and yelling. Nobody's happy. There's no mirrors going on. There's no divertera going on. There's no simcha. People are mamish, mamish angry. 
And it really bothered. This is like the time of the year that it really bothered. Zman Sem Chaseinu, Avram Mamish couldn't handle Chaim Moshe. Bothered him tremendously. So one year Avram decided, enough's enough. He said, Chaim Moshe doesn't have the wood for his own sukkah. He never has the wood for his own sukkah. What does he do? Every year he goes around before his sukkahs and he snores from different people. He gets a few pieces of wood from here, a piece of wood from here, and he slaps together the sukkah and he you know, gives back the pieces of wood after. He said, this year, Chaim Moshe said, this year, Avram said, this year, enough's enough. Chaim Moshe is not having a sukkah. He said, I'm going to make sure Chaim Moshe is not going to have a sukkah. And Kachal, he went around to everybody in the town and told them, if you give any pieces of wood to Chaim Moshe, you're going to end up regretting it, right? Like we said, people are very intimidated by wealthy people. That's what we said in the story, right? That's what happens by the Chacham, you know, is blown away by the time that he's not intimidated. People are generally intimidated. So everybody was afraid. Chaim Moshe comes around. It's you know, two days before Sukkot. Everyone has a Sukkot built and he's looking for Sukkot. He knocks on the first door and he says, do you have any extra wood? And they say, I'm sorry, we don't have anything. And this happens house after house after house and something's wrong. Normally he gets, you know, the wood within, you know, a few houses, doesn't get any wood. Finally, he stops one guy, he says, what's going on? Nobody wants to give me wood this year, like, punk this year, nobody has extra wood. So he says, listen, I don't want to be Moitzi Shemra, I don't want to say anything, you know, any Russian horror, I don't want to say anything bad, but your neighbor, Avram, is not very happy with your circus. He's not very happy with where you live, and uh, makes him very angry, and he made this takana this year in the town, nobody can give you wood for your sukkah. Fine. So he goes home, he's trying to figure out what to do, what eights he could do to forget to build the sukkah. Gets the first night Sukkot comes, and Avramla goes into Sukkot, and this is like, he's finally feeling a little bit of Simcha. This is his first time he ever felt happy that there's not going to be a Sukkot across the street, and he won't be more, he won't be, you know, it won't be in his face that Chaim is happier than he is. So he's having a little time of Zman Simcha Seinu, and he comes into Sukkot, and he sits down with his family, and the whole time he's imagining Chaim Moshe sitting Nebuch in his house, or he's schlepping to somebody else on the other side of town, no one's going to host him, the guy's 12, 14 kids, you know, no one wants... He's imagining, and suddenly, as he's sitting there, and as he's, you know, as he's enjoying the fact that Chaim Shapai doesn't have a sukkah, he hears singing coming from across the street. Right? The same singing he hears every year. is Mansim Chasenu, he singing. He goes out of his sukkah, he's fuming. Right? He's going to find out the guy that gave this pe- the, these pieces with the Chaim and this guy's done. He goes out of his house, and he walks into the sukkah of Chaim Again, a bunch of beams, you know, a bunch of little you know, pieces of wood stuck together. And he says, where in the world did you get this wood from? Tell me right now, where you got the wood from? So he says, Ramallah, calm down. You're my neighbor. Sit down. Let's make a lachayim. Let's schmooze together. Sit down. I'll tell you the story. So he says, he needs to hear the story because this is crucial for him to hear. He needs to get back at the guy who gave him the wood. So he says, fine. He sits down and he has a lachayim. It's the first time he's ever sitting across from this guy, ever like having any sheikhs as this guy. This guy's like the, the cause of all of his misery. And he sits down and he has a lachayim with him. And, and Chamesh says, listen, Ramallah, I'll tell you the story. He says, I don't know what to do. You know, me and you both know why I couldn't get any wood this, this sukkis. I don't know what to do. So I was looking around. And he says, as I was walking, Mamish, down our street, I wasn't far from your house. He says, you'll never guess who I bumped into. He says, I bumped into the Malachim of us. He says, you bumped into, he says, yeah, I bumped into the Malachim of us. I saw him, he's walking down, Mamish, our street. He wasn't far from us. He's walking down our street. So I asked the Malachim of us, I said, what are you doing on our street? And this is my, like, you here to visit someone? So the Malachim of us said, yeah, I'm actually here to get Avramla. You know, your neighbor, the wealthy neighbor across the street, his time has come and uh, I'm here to take him. So I told the Malachim of us, I said, you're going to take that guy? He said, this guy is dead long, long time ago. He said, this guy's so miserable. It's not even Kedai. Don't waste your time. What are you busy schlepping? You're going to take this guy to the Oil of Ma'amas? This guy, I guarantee you, I know this guy's my neighbor for a long time. This guy's more dead than any guy that's in, that's in Gehenna. This guy's so miserable. His whole family's miserable. There's no need to kill him. I'm telling you, there's no need to waste your time. It's Erev Yantif now. We're going to waste your time with this. No need to waste your time. Malachim of said, wow. He said, Shkayach. You tell me a good eight. He said, "I was gonna, you know, I was gonna, you know, go and go and kill this guy. He saved me some time. It's Arviantif. I have a lot of things to do to build a big sukkah in Ghanem, you know. And thank you so much." He said, "How can I? Uh, how can I repay you for saving me all the time that it would take to kill uh, to kill Avramalus?" He says, "I'll tell you the way you can pay me." He says, "I don't have a sukkah." He says, "If you can help me with the sukkah, 
You know, it really helped me. So he says, not a problem. He says, listen, I'm in charge of the basic forest. That's my, that's my, t- they, have, uh, they have piles of wood that when they bury a person, that's what's doing you shall I mean, when they, they, when they bury a person, they put a little piece of wood over there that says, Nitman, and they write the, uh, they write the person's name until they're able to actually put them at Seva, by Shleishim, by whatever they put them at Seva up, until they're able to put them at Seva. He says, go there, take as many as you want. It's mine, it's all my property, I'm the Malachim of us. Take as much, as, as much wood as you want from the basic forest and build yourself a sukkah. He says, Kachav, he says, this is my sukkah, a bunch of pointitmans over here, a bunch of little, little thingies. This is how I made my sukkah. Right? That was the end of the story. So Avram Lechaps, that he's trying to tell him a lesson. He's not stopped telling him a cute story about where he got the wood from. What he's trying to tell him is, listen, I'm living a life where I have absolutely nothing. I slept a few pieces of wood from the basic forest to build a sukkah. You have a life of everything and you're worse than a dead person. So Avram Lechap the Tzitah, this is, this is a lot for him, right? He's always, you know, he never, he never had any interaction with the Tam. The Chacham stays far away from them. Here he's sitting in his sukkah and he's schmoozing it, and he chapped the Tzitah. And he said, listen, he said, Rabbi you're right. He said, I'm willing to be Makabal, I'm willing to change. He says, tell me, where, where, where do you learn the secret of happiness? He said, listen, if you want to know the secret, you got to go to my Rebbe. He said, my Rebbe is a Baron Kaliner. He says, you got to go to my Rebbe. You go to my Rebbe, and you'll be able to learn the secret of Simcha. They say over that this Yid, this Avram Lataka, went to Rabbi Kaliner, and became a, a big Kaliner Chassid. I became a big, big Kalina Chasa. But this is Mamish, this is a story with the Chacham and the Tam. This is, the, the Chacham, they, they live in the same place. The, the Chacham's even in the house of the Tam. But why is he still miserable? Nachman says, it's not my Messiah, it's not my Minik, I can't change. Should change to being happy? I can't. I, this is the way I do things, this is the way you do things. You stay in your sukkah, I stay in my sukkah. We don't have any interaction. All the Chacham needs to do is start to talk to the Tam and hear what, what's making you happy. What is it about you? What is it about your life that's giving you simcha even though you don't have, you don't have anything else? And as long as, long as the Chacham's stuck in that world of keniach shame, this is my reality, he's never going to be able to be happy. We have to give up and be able to let go of those things that are making us miserable and be able to be macabre that, yeah, maybe there's something new. Maybe there's a way that I can change my life. Maybe there are things that can be different in my life. Maybe my midas can be changed. Maybe there's the ability to be able to change the way the, rea- the, the reality, the way it is now, and I can actually move over to living in the Tam. And as long as the Chacham, which again, we're all involved in this world of the Chacham and the Tam. Right? We don't live outside of this world. This, all, this is a story of, story of us. We all have the Chacham and Tam inside of us. As long as we're stuck in that world of the Chacham where this is my reality. I don't want to hear anything new. I don't want to hear anything different. I don't want to change. I'm stuck. And we're going to be we're going to be stuck with Yisurim. As soon as we're willing to open up our ears and listen and say, okay, tell me, what's the secret of happiness? How do you become happy? Then right away, the Tom's able to give us over the secret and then we're able to move from that place of being the Chacham who's miserable to the Tom who's full of Simcha.